Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to Redefining the Good Life. And I should also say welcome back to myself because I took a bit of a break there and um, I didn't actually publish anything during the month of April. But the month of April was just full of, it was just so full and it was mostly full of good things. There were some hard moments as well, but for the most part, it was very rich. Um, one of the things I did that was wonderful was a training on integrative hypnosis. I basically got a whole bunch of new tools and toys to play with and to help my clients in an even deeper way in order to get them where they want to go. And of course, that's always so fun. I also got some visits from friends, which did me a world of good. I think we can all feel that need for human connection even more deeply these days. Am I right? But as a result, I did not make time for this podcast, but that doesn't mean you haven't been on my mind. You are always on my mind, my friend. <laughs> to paraphrase a much-loved Pet Shop Boys title. And today's episode is about a subject dear to my heart, and that is how to live a life without regrets. Today I want to talk to you about how to regret-proof your life. Now, why is this important? Well, nobody wants to get to the end of their days and realize, holy shit, I really didn't spend my time on what matters to me most, right? Nobody wants that. And yet, most of us actually don't go about doing the things that will, you know, make sure that we avoid that. And if you do want to avoid that, you, the, the time to start thinking about it is now. So I would say there are basically two parts to this process. There's the exploration stage. So the thinking and evaluating about what matters most to you in life, and then setting yourself some concrete goals and intentions. And then there is the action part or massive action, as Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School would say. And massive action means we keep taking action until we reach our goal. This is how you make your goals inevitable. And both of these stages, the exploratory stage and the action, are indispensable to this process. So setting the intention and then going about making it reality. So first of all, I want you to keep this in mind. In life, we tend to regret the things we didn't do rather than the things we have. And if you're someone who's been going through the motions until now, doing everything you've been told you should do, 
you know, all the studies and the good jobs and the promotions and the marriage and the kids, you know, just kind of checking the boxes along the way without asking yourself what you truly want to do with your life. In other words, if you've been living without being fully intentional about what matters to you most, then yeah, chances are high that you might have some regrets about your life later on. And another way this might show up is if you find yourself holding your breath when it comes to going after your goals in any area of your life. So for example, I'll get in shape once the confinement is over. I'll write that book once the kids are out of the home. I'll strike out on my own once I get that promotion at work next year. I'll be happy once I find love again. Hmm, this one's really sneaky. I'll be happy when dot dot dot. That's when we think something has to happen, something outside of us, in order for us to feel happy. And when we're waiting with bated breath. But before you know it, you've passed an entire lifetime waiting to be happy. And what we don't realize in this instance, is that happiness is actually an inside job 100% of the time. So what all that means is that you have work to do now. Because here's the truth about that. That perfect magical tomorrow, when you'll finally get to work on your goals, or you'll finally be happy and fulfilled and complete, will never come. Because all those things depend on your thoughts, and those come from within. So unless you get to work on changing your thoughts and start moving towards your goals today, come that magical day in the future, life will feel just as overwhelming then as it does now, and you'll still have the same excuses for why it's not a good time to start. So for example, say you want to start eating better and moving your body more, but you're too overwhelmed with life right now. You know, the kids are young, you have little help, and it's probably best to start next year when you predict things will have calmed down. But when next year rolls around, guess what? Life has not actually gotten one bit less overwhelming. And now you're even more depleted and in worse shape, so the task at hand has gotten even harder. What you really need to focus on is changing the way you think about these things. You know, you've heard me say this before, there is nothing in life that can't be improved by a more effective mindset. And the best time to start is today, no matter what your circumstances are. And sometimes I actually find that it's not the lack of direction in life that gets us, but sometimes, you know, we do have big goals. But then what gets my coach radar go off is when I see people setting goals because they're after things like the glory and the recognition. Like say, you want to become a published author, but what drives you is not the actual pleasure of writing or even just the pure drive to write because you can't not be writing. But what's driving you is, you know, thinking about that bestseller and how amazing it's going to be to go on a book tour and sign thousands of copies of your book and be on the cover of Vanity Fair, you know, the glory and the recognition. Or you're after, 
yet one more certification or degree because, well, you think you will have finally arrived then. You will finally have legitimacy. And yet all the while, what you didn't realize was that legitimacy is something you get to give yourself. Again, it's an inside job. And when you dig deeper in situations like this, when we're driven by these big, sexy goals, it often turns out that there's a deeply held belief in there somewhere around your own self-worth, somehow thinking that you're not enough. And the newsflash here, of course, is that when you start from not enough, whatever you do, however many external rewards you rack up, it will continue not being enough. Because once again, feeling like you're enough is an inside job. And let me also tell you this while we're on the subject. You were born enough. You are already more than enough. Nothing and no one can change that. So there. (laughs) But if you fail to see this and you live your life chasing goals that are somehow supposed to make you feel more whole, once again, you risk having regrets later on. And by the way, of course, what I'm saying here is not that, you know, you shouldn't have big, juicy goals in life. I mean, come on, I'm a life coach, right? I'm all about big, juicy goals. But what I am saying is to check in with yourself to understand where the motivation for your goal is coming from. In other words, are you living by your own rule book or somebody else's? Are you doing it because it's going to be fun and amazing and you can't wait or because you've always had a chip over your shoulder about proving your worth to your dad. So, in order to start regret-proofing your life, what I would first recommend is, you know, just start by making space for yourself. You know, make space to reflect, to journal. In fact, writing things down is always such a powerful exercise. And ask yourself some damn good questions. I'm going to share with you a few good ones, and I will include these in the show notes as well. Something as simple as, what is important to me? It's so simple, so effective. You know, maybe you can even divide this into the different aspects of your life and write about a different um, aspect every day. You know, your family life, your love life, your health, your work, etc. And just let, let it flow on the page. Just let it, just without filtering, you know, without editing, just let it flow on the page. Another good question is, what are my deepest values? Again, similarly, you can divide this into the different areas of your life. Do I surround myself with people who lift me up and see the best in me? You know, we are very easily affected, influenced by our environment. So it is such a powerful practice to surround yourself well. Another amazing question is, what is my ideal average day? So good to get clear on that, right? And as a follow-up, you can ask, and do I already live some version of that? And if not, how can I inch a little closer to it today? What gives me joy? Mm, That's one of the best questions. Am I deferring my happiness in any area of my life? Again, you can think about the different aspects of your life and see if you're deferring your happiness or your goals or where you want to go in any one of them. 
And this is something I have um, spoken in, in a pe- previous podcast, the book, The One Thing, that had been so useful to me. And there is the focusing question from that book, which is, what is the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? That is, I mean, that is one of the most effective questions I can ever imagine. And recently I heard this quote, again, this question from James Clear, which I loved. And by the way, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, definitely, I would really highly recommend it. If I keep doing what I am about to do today for the next five years, will I end up with more of what I want or less of what I want? (laughs) Such a good one, isn't it? So this is where I would start by asking good questions and allowing for the answers to come from within without pushing it. You can always trust that when you ask your brain good questions, it will get to work. It's just that we're used to having such shitty self-talk and asking ourselves such shitty questions that our brains just get to work looking for evidence. But if we actually took that process in and um, actually turned it to our advantage, the possibilities all of a sudden are just so much bigger. And the magical thing about this process is that your brain, your unconscious, will get to work even when you're not actively thinking about it. Like even in your sleep, even as you're going about your day. So this is actually, I'm saying this for those of you who say, I'm blocked, I don't really know what I want, I don't have access to what's going on inside of me. All of that, my friend, is a whole bunch of hogwash, okay? It is not actually true. And so just decide today, you will not say such things again, okay? Yeah, your brain will offer those thoughts, it's okay. But you don't have to believe them, you don't have to run with them. You can just trust, right? You can just make a blind leap of faith and think, as long as I'm asking myself powerful questions, I know that my brain is getting to work, even when I'm not aware of it. That feels so much better, doesn't it? (laughs) So just to give you an example from myself, personally, in terms of, you know, this regret-proofing your life and, you know, actually redefining what the good life means for me, here is how I did it. Here are the stages I went through. I told you already on this podcast, you know, all about my story. If you haven't heard it, you can go back to the first two episodes, but basically, when I discovered a whole new world of holistic health and nutrition, starting with my first pregnancy, I got to working on improving those areas of my life because I knew, I sensed that this was the most important thing I could spend my energy on at that time in my life. And even though I was initially motivated by the health of my babies, I realized that I also started to feel so much better in my body and have so much more energy than when I was 20 years younger, which is basically what led me to doing this work in the first place. And then I shifted my focus to changing the way I work and I stopped, you know, going through the motions in my professional life and which that had meant, you know, being a salaried employee for close to two decades And so I eventually, when I realized like how passionate I was about all this new stuff I was finding out, 
I struck out as an entrepreneur, I established myself as a nutritional therapy practitioner, and then more recently as a life coach. And, you know, and doing work that totally lights me up and keeps evolving along with my own shifts and breakthroughs. And somewhere along the way, I also decided the one thing, again, going back to the question from that book, the one thing for myself and my family was going to be leaving the big city life and settling somewhere calmer, more beautiful, and basically just, you know, slowing our lives way down. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't have to go at it all at once. In fact, you shouldn't. I would totally constrain. So decide on what your one thing is right now that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. I mean, get clear on all the things you want, of course, but then it's good to, I think, constrain to one or two things. So for example, if you don't already feel amazing in your skin every day, that's probably a really good place to start because investing in your well-being, your most precious resource, is going to be so impactful and is going to make everything else easier. Or if you're at a soul-sucking job right now, you know, maybe just start by imagining a different professional future. It doesn't have to be a huge radical step right away, you know, just liberating your mind, maybe taking 10 minutes each morning to journal and allowing yourself to develop a new vision. Just that practice can already start nudging you in the right direction. So again, regret-proofing your life and defining what the good life means for you starts by evaluating and setting powerful intentions. And then, of course, getting to action. When you do start getting a sense of what you would like to focus on, what goal you would like to set, then think about that one little thing you can do today in order to get you closer there. All right, my friends, I actually have some exciting stuff coming up for you in this month of May. And I would say if you are not in there already, make sure to come inside our Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life Community, to be the first to learn all about it. And if you want to get clearer on just what's been keeping you from getting serious about your life, getting serious about your goals, make sure to reach out for a free discovery call. It might just change your life. All right. Have an amazing week, my friends, and I will speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.